Welcome to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal. You put down a deposit, you could get up to $1,000 in free plays. All right. Now joined by ex-UVA running back, current color analyst for the Arizona Wildcats football squad, Mr. Lamont Lovett. Lamont, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. You know, I wanted to, there's no better person to ask you. You're obviously, you're a, you're a Southern California native. And when you saw that, uh, before we get into Arizona football, when you saw that UCLA and USC were leaving the uh, conference, what were your what were your initial thoughts, just reactions? Yeah, obviously it was not positive. Um, I knew that that was going to have, uh, you know, shocks and shockwaves pretty much throughout the conference. It was one of the things that, you know, I was not excited to, uh, to see uh, happen. Um, really concerned about the conference, you know, um, initially when, when – right. uh, I saw that um, being from Southern California, I mean, it's a mainstay. Everybody, you know, there's a huge uh, recruiting base um, as far as Arizona goes, as far as the rest of the conference that, that really taps into L.A. So, again, it's just one of those things that just that doesn't sit right. You know, it's strange. It's strange right. to try to imagine the Pac-12 uh, without USC and UCLA. Okay. All right. So let's get on to some more of, you know, some happier tunes. Arizona football here. And Lamont, when I look at this roster right now, and again, I'm not saying that they're going to win 10 or 11 games, but just the oh, just the the metamorphosis of this roster from this year, from last year to this year, you just look at it across the board from the wide receivers to now the quarterback, you bring in the Pac-12 freshman of the year. It's and we've talked about it before, but it's an impressive it's an impressive haul that Jed Fish has done in very short time in revamping this roster. Oh, no question about it. Uh, you know, the skill positions are have just been dramatically upgraded, you know, and it's one of those things that, you know, if, um, you know, if, if we can protect the quarterback this year, if we can establish, you know, get a, some sort of a run game established, um, I think that, you know, you can really, really expect um, some dramatic improvements in all offensive categories, but I, it's going to, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, what, what they're able to do up front, uh, the improvements up front. Um, but, you know, it's undeniable that they have really improved the offensive firepower. I mean, he's got weapons everywhere. And uh, it's, it's, you know, they improved the quarterback situation, improved the wide receiver room, um, every, every place. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And that's the thing, too, is that when you've got the quarterback in play right there that you do with a Jaden Delora and Jed Fish wasted no time yesterday saying that he will be getting all the first team reps. And but Lamont, I mean, you played high level football when you've got the quarterback behind that inspires confidence in the entire team. Isn't it just kind of a trickle down effect right there that just everybody else because you already know what he's done. He's been in the trenches right there. Oh, no question. There's a lot to be excited about, you know, in that respect, because I think, you know, you're right. He's a proven commodity. Everybody knows that, you know, it's just a matter of him learning our system in, in, in there because his ability is not in question. I mean, everybody in our conference has a great respect for, for what he can do with the ball and his ability to get it downfield and just to be a playmaker overall. Got all the moxies, got really everything that you want, you know, on a quarterback. So, um, you add that piece and then you add the upgrades on offense with the wide receiver room and tight end. And I mean, running back, it's, it's, we have reason for optimism, I believe. 
All right, now let's talk a little bit of running back right there. Ex, you, Rex running back yourself right there. I know you got a special interest on that position right there. So you bring back Michael Wiley. You've got uh, uh, you've got uh, Drake Anderson coming back. The guy, though, that really the coaches you could tell had a lot of you, light, love for early on was Jonah Coleman. Got a lot of run in the uh, spring game and uh, obviously got a lot of reps in camp. What are you looking for from that running back position in year two? And is there anybody in particular that you're looking for looking at? You know, I just want somebody to to separate themselves in that right. group. I mean, we all understand that it's one football and everybody's not going to get the ball. Um, but I'd like to see somebody just really, you know, separate himself as a dominant force back there. And um, there's there's guys obviously that have potential to do so. It still may be by committee though, because they're they're just they're all different. You know, when you think right. about it, you know, Coleman's compact, you know, multifaceted. You catch the ball in the backfield. You think about. Uh, Wiley, Wiley's—he's a dual threat too, but he's a little bit smaller. Right, consider more quick guy, um, you know. And and uh, Anderson is, is like a jitterbug, really quick, can get out there too. So, I mean, there's just different sizes and shapes, and so, you know, who knows? You know, if they're if they're looking at short yardage, maybe they may think of one guy as far as short yardage goes. They may think of you know who knows, maybe whoever has the hot hand. You, you never know. And you played, I mean, and honestly, you played, uh, you played obviously for some teams that, you know, it was kind of a, I don't want to say it was a committee approach, but you got carries, Billy Johnson got carries, um, Chuck Levy got carries. So there certainly is a template. If you've got four backs that back there that all, you know, should get the rock a little bit, there certainly is a template here for being successful in that manner. Yeah. It's more commonplace to see that uh, in this day and age too. You know, it's a long season. You want to make sure that you get through the season and you want everybody to be fresh. You know, back in the day, you'd have just a workhorse and you'd feed them the ball, you know, 30 times when you right. up, you know, double tight ends and just run it downhill like that. But it's a little bit different now, um, you know, with the advent of like spread offenses and things like that. And you, you can, there's so much versatility, I think, to the position. Um, but at the same time, you want to make sure you keep everybody fresh, keep everybody healthy. So if you can keep, keep guys healthy and, and uh, get through a whole year you know, have a nice stable of backs, you know, for working your favorite just as well. All right, so let's let's move over to the defensive side, and then we'll 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 transfer back over there. So looking at the down line right now, you've got in Keon Bars, you've got a guy that I think is kind of criminally underrated when you look at it. Finished the year five sacks in his last ten games. He's on a lot of watch lists. Fully healthy right now. You could just tell by some of those uh, workout videos that they posted that he looks good. Keon Bars is a real centerpiece for this defense that not I don't think the average person is probably talking nearly enough about. Yeah, I mean, he led the team in sacks last year. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that from a D-tackle position, he had five sacks. Um, just giving you an idea of the athleticism and, and, you know, the power that he possesses. He's going to be a run stuffer. He's got the ability to get to the QB. And so, you know, what I'm really hoping is that, you know, bringing in guys like Eccles and, and then having uh, Jalen Harris back, I'm, I'm really hoping that they get after the quarterback, man, because, I mean, if you see that sack total start to go up, you know, that usually starts to quick tomorrow more uh, – victories as well and, and i'm right. really looking you know looking at that i don't know if i i, I have there's a stat I, I'm, I'm like a real goofy stat guy stat nerd enough i always you know my, well, you know, in your industry that's a good that's a good uh nerd, that's a good nerdy quality to have lamont right right and, and, and uh you know my phil steels magazine I, i've always i started looking at some statistics and there was one stat that really you know i was comparing like sacks and, and one stat that i noticed is and there's a correlation when a team averages at least 30 sacks or more in the season, uh-huh. 
it's almost across the board. It's a winning season for that team. Right. Just take, take a look at it. It's really interesting to see. And to give you an idea, like Utah, I think, had like 44 sacks last year. And see, right. We had, we had 22. So, right. You know, you, you want to start getting that sack total up a little bit more. I mean, it just a, a, lot, a lot of good things happen when you get to the quarterback. You know, turnovers, um, you know, shift in the field, all types of things happen from that. So it's, it's a really it's really important to be able to get to the quarterback. Well, that makes a lot of sense, too, because when you look at it, you've got like you look at Rich Rod's best team. You had Scooby Wright obviously making plays off the edge. Heck, you look at Stoops teams where you had Brooks Reed on one side, Ricky Elmore on the other, Earl Mitchell down. Low. So, I mean, yeah, that I mean, you know, it makes a ton of sense. So let me ask you this. You mentioned uh, Jalen Harris. You mentioned Hunter Eccles right here. Let's talk with Jalen Harris first. Obviously comes from U of A royalty. You played with his pops. Um, what does what are you looking for from Jalen? Because obviously great kid body blessed to play football. What are you looking for in this final year, Lamont? Uh, I just think he's got one more year, uh, more experience. I think that he can really assert himself this year. I, I, I really expect him. You start to see that sack total go up. I mean, he makes a lot of tackles, you know, for right. the linebacker position, but I really expect um, with the aggression um, that uh, they expect to show this year with the team on the defensive side of the ball, that you're going to see his sack total go up. That, that just means for everybody else, it's more more for everybody to eat. You know, when they start getting to the quarterback, it, it's contagious, man. And so I really, really, you know, expect him to have a, a bigger year. And, and, I, and I expect to see that sack total get up to the 30s. Um, you've got Eccles coming off the edge. You've got Bars in the middle. You've got Harris coming off the edge. You know, I think that they can really get after teams with, the, you know, you see lots of zone blitzing and, and you know, the five DBs out there. It's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what that what that looks like during uh, during the season. All right, I want to get to Hunter Eccles in a second because I've I, I had a couple questions for you on what you're looking for. But again, got to pay the bills first. DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. You put down a deposit, you can get up to a thousand dollars in free plays. Twenty one and up. Arizona only. Got a gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Next Step. If you wanted to bet back in the day, you could have bet on the team that Lamont was on, the Desert Swarm that we were talking about a little bit the other day. One of the fifty best defenses in college football history. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Too bad the DraftKings Sportsbook app wasn't around back then because you could have bet the under on every Arizona game because they're not giving up any points, especially against Miami in the Fiesta Bowl right there. So 21 and up, Arizona only. Got a gambling problem again. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Um, I want to get – we'll get back to Hunter Eccles in a second, but it was something you and I were talking about the other uh, yesterday. You know, I don't think the average person realizes the – the proud history that Arizona football does have. And again, when you, you just look in the 1990s there, Lamont, you're obviously front and center for one of the two best teams in school history. Second most wins out of every team in the nineties, two top 10 finishes, four top 25 finishes just in that time period. I don't, you know, the movie speed, Arizona football, good football. This is a proud tradition right here. And I know that, you know, it's been on tough times for a little while, but you you can speak to this better, you know, as well as anyone. This is this is a program that takes a backseat to nobody when it's at its best. Oh, no question. I've I've said it before. You can win here. It's been proven, you know. Right. We're perfect location between California, between Texas, and all those places. Um, and, and Arizona's recruiting in the state of Arizona has just really amped up over the in, in the past few years. So. This, this does have a proud tradition, and teams have won and, and really won at the highest levels here. Like I said, we finished, I think my senior year, we finished like number four, I believe it was, um, in the nation when we, when we knocked off Miami in the Fiesta Bowl. 
mm-hmm. that 12 and one squad. Um, that, you know, we have not, you know, hit that pinnacle. Haven't got to that Rose Bowl yet. Um, that's that's something I, that I wanted. I want to see still. Um, right. But you know, nevertheless, you can win. There, there. This, this is a very proud program, known for toughness, known for, you know, guys that, that maybe not everybody in the country recruiting, but you know, when they play us, you know, on Saturdays, they, you know, they, they left with a lot of respect. I remember guys that played at SC that I used to talk to during the time, and they would say to me, "Man, one thing we always knew is when we played Arizona, it was, was going to be a tough game. You know, it's right, a real tough game." And, and, and that's what I really think that, you know, this program is, is, is built off of. And, and when we, if we can get back to that, and I, I do believe we're headed in that direction, we can get back to that type uh, of reputation, that type of toughness and, and averaging, you know, seven to eight wins and then every few years, you know, competing for it all. We can right. do that. It can be done here. So I just right. think, you know, if you got the right guy at the helm, you know, that, that's definitely possible. Okay, so moving back then, talking about the defense a little bit here, Hunter Eccles, USC transfer, he comes in. And he was a terror during uh, he was a terror during uh, 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 fall camp or excuse me spring camp. Takes it over into the actual game as well in the end spring game. Looks I, I don't I, I I hesitate to put statistical expectations on anybody, but he looks like a guy that you could maybe if you can get six sacks out of him, if you can get six sacks out of Jalen Harris, there's twelve sacks right there. It becomes a lot easier Lamont to get to your thirty sack plateau that you're looking at. Absolutely. And you think in the right way, you know, it, it needs to come from not just one guy. You know, right. It needs to come from the inside, from the outside, from linebackers blitzing. It needs to, you know, it's a pressure type of situation. And that's where turnovers come from, too. When you're getting pressure on the quarterback and you're forcing him to not sit back there, pat the ball, survey the field, and, you know, throw it on time. Right. It, it changes everything. You change, you change the, you know, the, the math. And so that's really what you want to do. And Hunter's definitely, he's got the type of speed and athleticism that you like to see out of that position. He's got, he's, he's been reunited with his, his former coach and, and Nansen. He's got a lot of confidence in him. Right. And, uh, I, you know, that sometimes that's all you need. You need a guy that, that believes in you and that's going to put you in the right position and to, to, you know, to just go off. And I, and the, the guys on defense, from what I can tell, they're, they're all excited about the, the new scheme and the way they're doing things. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. I think it'll be fun to watch. So it's going to be a four-two-five now. So just to tell the average person then out there a little bit, what is the role then for the? Because you're you're going to be playing five DBs, and I, I get the Christian or excuse me that um, uh, I get the Christian Young's kind of a hybrid right there. But what are you looking for out of the five DBs? How are their roles maybe a little bit different than your just your traditional four-three-four defense? Well, typically when you got four-three, you got three linebackers that are sitting there in the box and the four-down linemen. But I think. With with the uh, with the four two five, I just think that it gives you a little bit more versatility in disguising what you're looking at. Always having five defensive backs in there, no matter what type of system you see in front of you, you already know that you're you're not going to be uh, left. You know, uh, I want to say, what can I say? You you won't be left out in the cold in the right. secondary. You know, you know that you're going to be able to have enough the personnel to be able to cover. But at the same time, when you have some of those defensive backs in there, you know. You have the versatility to bring some of those guys in the box and, and start blitzing some of those those uh, the safeties and things like that. Bring guys up and just to really try to you know mess with the quarterbacks. You know you can disguise a lot of things. And so that's really I think a lot of deceptions what you're looking at there. Um, and and I know that they're you know deciding that they're going to you know run a little bit more zone this year too. So again, right. you're doing zone blitzing and things like that. Get to the quarterback. You know, got more opportunities to get turnovers. 
you know, Arizona, another thing that Arizona was always known at, especially during your time, was the special teams, whether that was Steve McLaughlin, whether that was Matt Payton, who I think his senior year punted, uh, played quarterback, it seemed he did everything pretty much. This is a year, though, you've got Austin Dorp coming back, first team, uh, first team all-conference punter, Tyler Loop last year. 12 to 12 again um he was the short yardage uh, short yardage guy right there but i think the special teams this year lamont can be a real weapon for this arizona team no question about it i mean you got the punting the punting that arizona is going to have this year um that change for a defense that's a defensive coordinator's best friend to have a great punter that can just shift the field um and, you know on pin teams if you right. have a chance to be way more aggressive in those situations and it's all about field position in games, you know, if you can continually force that team to start out with bad field position and force them to have to go to the length of the field, it, it really, really improves your your chances as a defense of getting the stop. You know? Right. And so that's, of course, that's big. And then if you have a, a field goal kicker, that when you know after you get past a certain you know part of the field that you're at least going to get three, you know, that's important too. You know, that's something when we've we lost games by a couple of points, you start to understand the importance of having a field goal kicker. Uh, that can get those points for you when you need it. So, yeah, right. Now it was funny. I wanted to. I wanted to ask you this because I like um, when we had uh, this was a while back. But we had Chester Burnett on the show, and he said I asked him about Jed Fish, and Chester said the best thing I can tell you about him is that he just gets it. He gets relationships. He just gets it, and that's not the first ex U of A football player that said the same thing. When you th- look at Jed Fish a year in right now, what is Lamont's uh, what is what does Lamont Lovett think as far as the he just gets it aspect? What 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 comes to mind when you think of Jed Fish so far? Well, when you were talking about he just gets it, you know, the first thing he talked about when he got here was they're going to build this program on toughness. He talked about the importance of recruiting. Um, you know, hello, <laughs> that's right. the bloodline yes. of any good program. You know, ask right. Nick Saban, ask anybody. If you can recruit, you can get the best talent. Guess what? You know, you're going to have the best teams out there. So he's already showed his chops recruiting um, right out the gate. Um, he, he got in front of us right away because I could tell you he had the most skeptical crowd of any um, when he got hired with the U of A alumni. But what he did is he got right out in front of us right away, introduced us to his staff over Zooming, showed us what his recruiting philosophies were. And I'm telling you, it didn't take long for us to be like, okay, this dude, it's not just talk. He knows what he's doing. Right. And, you know, and, and the results are, are, are there. And, and as far as recruiting goes, they, they put a lot of time and resources and effort into it. And they do it um, correctly. And they do it with, with a lot of skill and intelligence. It's not just, it's not luck. People want to make it seem like, oh, these guys are just lucky. No, it's hard work is what it is. And so, you know, they've got a lot of ability in that area. They, they know what they're doing in recruiting. And, that's just going to take time. As, 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 long, as long as they continue to do that, you know, things are going to get better. When you were being recruited, when you were being recruited and you had some nice options, you could have gone to a couple, you could have gone to some nice schools. You know, I, I believe Washington at the time was a school that, uh, that was on you. Obviously a big time program under Don James. What about Dick Tomey? What about Arizona stuck out to Lamont Lovett and said, that's where I want to play? For me, there was a couple of things. I, I, you know, growing up in California, a few times I had to play in slush, muddy, rain games, and I told myself, wherever I go, I want to do this. I want to <laughs> play. And so, I, you know, I, I took a trip out to Oregon State, and I remember when I flew in, the, the fog was so thick that I couldn't see, you know, out the window, and I was right. already like, I was already kind of checking them off my box. <laughs> I was cold out there, you know, the California dude. And so, you know, it was all right. The trip was nice. People were nice, but I was thinking. 
I don't know if that's where I want to go. And I, then I went to Cal. I, I was thinking I wanted to get out of California. I went on a trip to Cal. Sorry, I hear my dog. Bark. You're good. You're good. We're, we're dog friendly on this show for sure. <laughs> so I went to Cal uh, on a recruiting trip. And I was really interested in going to Cal. I liked the running back coach. I liked a lot. And I think Snyder was the head coach at the time. There was a lot that I liked about Cal. Um, but I just, you know, it, it, they were one of my finalists. Um, Washington was recruiting me. They started recruiting me as a junior. I mean, as a 10th grader, and I thought all the way to my senior year, I was going to go to Washington until one weekend they had a, a recruiting trip, and they had like three running back commits, and the coach called me and said, um, sorry, we don't need you anymore. And I was like, what? Anyway, that's because I was scheduled to go there the next week, but they signed like Bino Bryant, and they, they right. signed like three studs in like one weekend right. and built up the class, so I didn't – so they were off my list. Then I came out to California – I mean California. I came to Arizona in December, looked at the mountains, man, 75 degrees. Right. Like, okay. Uh, There's a good start, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, just the, the staff was great. Uh, Dwayne Aquino was uh, the defensive back coach. Who, he was recruiting me the entire time. Just a great guy. Did a tremendous job recruiting me. Um, then I got here. I think I remember on my recruiting trip, I brought like a, I brought a videotape of my of my highlight tape. And before for my highlight tape, they weren't really paying that much attention to me. You know, at the trip, you know, I was at, we were at Tommy's house, and everybody was kind of. You know, we were, we were I just what I remember about it is everyone was kind of, you know, he was mingling with everybody. Some of the top name recruits, you know, Tommy was kind of all on those guys and everything. And then Coach King said, make sure you bring your tape with you. I said, OK. So I popped my tape into the, uh, into the VCR at the time. VCR which sounds funny right now. Right, right. And then uh, and it was a game where I had like a, it was probably the best game I had in my career. I ran for like 300 yards in the game. And, you know, first play of the game, boom, I break this long run. And then, you know, there's long run after long run. And after a while, Coach Tommy said, hey, who's that dude right there? And then when he found out it was me, the whole night he had his arm around me, walking around me the whole night. You know, we got a scholarship for you, right? You know, we got a scholarship for you, right? And I was like, okay, okay. And so that, that was big too, you know, the head coach was kind of on me, you know, after that night. So it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it's just uh there was really it was a perfect trip. There was nothing I didn't like about uh, Arizona. So. Was the experience was the experience then playing here? Obviously, being on one of the best teams in school history, arguably the best team. Was it was it everything that you hoped it would be? Oh, no question. I, I have no regrets. You know about coming here, um, make great relationships, have friends for life. Um, my best friend, you know, to this day, you know, we talk we talk every week. Played, we, you know, we played together in college. Right. Um, you know, met my family. I met my wife in college, and, you know, started my life in Arizona and never right. went back to California. So, yeah, I have zero regrets about coming here. It was great. And I, and I recommend it to anybody um, who asked me, you know, about coming to Arizona. It's, it's the place to be for sure. I wanted to talk to you a little bit, too, about running backs now, because you and I were talking a little bit offline about that. But one thing, too, again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. You put down a deposit, you get $1,000 in free plays. Too bad it wasn't back around in the day. You could have bet on Trung Candidate basically having an 80-yard run every single game. That would have been a good prop bet right there. But, again, Trunk Can- or, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, that's where you want to be right now. Football's right around the corner. I love the over for Arizona right there. If you think I'm an idiot, go against me. If you think I'm smart, go for me. Whatever you want. But, again, check it out right there. Code word PHNX. All right, Lamar, when you look at Arizona running backs – and you obviously, you're, I, I can call you an expert on this. Who, is, who are the names that immediately stick out to you when you think, because there's a long list of players right there, a long list of guys who would be monsters at any school. Who are the names that immediately just kind of stick out to you? 
it's funny when you asked me that the other night i started you know just going off the top of my head who i thought were my you know the top five in this right family. i started looking at the pulled up who the top five or an error in that order that i was thinking it's just funny i don't i did not even know but i was thinking right out the gate well, you gotta have kadeem carry because you right the game carried was just a workhorse he was a monster and um you know, I think his 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 best he he ran for like forty eight touchdowns in his career, which is ridiculous. You know, he was and basically just, two seasons playing full time. Yeah, I mean, he was just a monster, and he just did. so Kadeem. Then uh, a trunk candidate, you know, more like a Ferrari. You know, he's the guy that you know you just know you just keep giving him the ball because eventually he's gonna he's gonna see a crease and, and he's gonna be over because he was so fast. And uh, and then there was a. Uh, Antoine Carter, who I played with, came out. You know, he was a, a year younger than me. Uh, a lot of respect for him. Great, great person, by the way, too. Um, just the epitome um, of solid. The epitome of solid on the field. It felt like every single game you could bank on Antoine Carter getting twenty carries for eighty-eight yards, and I mean, just something you knew what you had with him every single game out there. Yeah, he was complete. You know, catch the ball out of the backfield, run with toughness, speed, shifty as all get out. He was he was hard to catch, tackle in a phone booth, but he was tough. He was he wasn't the biggest guy. Right. Man, he ran with a lot of heart. Great respect for Antoine, great player. Um then uh, who I have my oh, of course I had the, the cactus comment, Art Lupino. You know, I, I obviously didn't see him play, but I have such great respect for what he did. You know, he had like forty four touchdowns in his career. And right. in the fifties, this guy, you know, led the nation in rushing. Was you know like a consensus All American, and you know, it's pretty 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 big stuff coming out of the little old University of Arizona. So that's pretty fancy uh, what he did. And then from there, it kind of gets a little you know, it's, it's kind of a, a, a mash of guys. You know, JJ Taylor and you yeah. got Nick Wilson. You got a lot of a lot of David guys. Adams, guys like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David Adams is a good good running back. You know, you didn't right. see stats as those guys. Did, but equally as good and, and super effective. So, yeah, we got a great tradition, great running backs coming out. Um, a lot of guys that people never know about, there was like a guy named Alonzo Washington, I like, think, played in like the, you know, in the late 80s, man. He mm-hmm. was stud. He, he came, he was junior college. Guy came out of San Francisco, like, like broke O.J. Simpson's like junior college records or whatever. He was a stud here in Arizona. You know, he didn't play a lot of seasons, but he was good. You know? There was a lot of great house, David Eldridge, a lot of guys came that were really good running backs. All right. Before we, before we sign off here, I wanted to ask you a question here because I've had a couple people ask me this and, again, brought up. When you were going in, because I've always felt that the Fiesta Bowl was the – that game, at least in my opinion, is the apex of Arizona football right there, going in and destroying a Miami team. What was your guys' mentality? Was there a quiet confidence that Miami didn't know what was about to hit it right there? What was your guys' thoughts going into that game? Yeah, we, we did have that quiet confidence because we just, you know, playing against these guys in, in practice and seeing the defense that we had, we anybody everybody within our locker room knew how good that defense was. And we knew, like, if we play a team and they don't really have our respect for how good this defense is, you know, meaning, like, you, you need to make adjustments when you play that defense. You can't just, you know, have five-step drops and just sit back there and think that it's going to be, you know, because they just – right. They, they they were monsters and they got to the backfield and they they killed you. You had to like get rid of the ball really quickly. You couldn't run the ball on them. And so in a whole week, I just remember that week up in Phoenix that just you know Miami was all over the place. They were in all the club. They were everywhere talking about you know how they were going to beat Arizona down and just you know just real cocky kind of the whole week. And, and right. We did have a quiet confidence because when we looked at the film, we were like 
okay, we played Washington this year, who was the number one team in the country, and we Washington's better than this team, you know. Right. We were just looking at them on film. We, I mean, we got respect for them, but we thought we could beat this team. Right. They, you know, for what if they do, what we're seeing on film, we're going to kill them, and that's pretty. That's pretty much what happened. You know, exactly. Right. Lamont, can't thank you enough for coming on here. Oh, by the way, uh, Four Peaks Brewery, beer sponsor of the show, by the way. Check it out at GoPHNX. And uh, FOCO, another uh, memorabilia place. Check it out. You got bobbleheads. You got everything you need right there. But uh, Lamont, can't thank you enough for coming on right here. Um, big, obviously, uh, listening to you and listening to you and Brian is always a highlight of my Saturday. And again, it's all, my mom always uh, my mom always kind of pinches herself when you come on just because my mom's a very very big Lamont Lovett fan and listens oh. to you guys every Saturday. Tell your mom I said hello. Yes, absolutely, Lamont. Again, thanks thanks again, buddy, and we'll definitely have you on during the season. I, again, appreciate your time, man. Yeah, anytime, man. Okay, you've been listening to the 18th Wildcats podcast.